Hi, welcome to Coffee Break for Your Soul. Encouragement for your journey, your story, for you. A podcast where we'll explore what it means to spark joy, to rest and refresh, and live as God's beloved. Where I share what I'm learning on my journey as it unfolds with you. I'm your host, Bonnie Gray, author of Whispers of Rest and Finding Spiritual White Space. Don't forget, I love to answer your questions, so post your questions for me on Facebook or Instagram at the Bonnie Gray. If you're not on Facebook, go to my website, which is thebonniegray.com. Now, pull up a chair. I'll pour the coffee. Hi, beautiful friends. This is Bonnie Gray, and I'm so happy to meet with you again over virtual coffee here on Coffee Break for Your Soul. I want to just take a moment to just thank you so much for all the wonderful feedback that I've gotten since we started our Soul Care Challenge every week. It really encourages me to continue to share my life and to share my friends and conversations with you, knowing that this really helps cheer you up and really encourages your heart. So thank you so much. And please do pass on the word to your friends. You know, all this great content, putting so much heart and soul and time into it. I just want as many women and many friends as possible to hear all the good news that God has to share with us and that we can share with each other as we share intimate conversations, talking about things that really matter. Um, real women, real people. So please and thank you for all of you who have shared the word of this podcast. And um, I just want to thank you so much for bringing more friends to this coffee chat time. So how has your week been? Um, My week has been going really well. Um, Of course, busy is always very near the door and it's more like do I open it do I need to let some busyness out back into my life and it's a continual opportunity to just have conversations with each other and with God about hey am I just getting too busy and sometimes the times we realize we are our bodies let us know right or maybe our emotions the way we're feeling and we're feeling good at the beginning of the week and then we found out wait a minute I just took on way too much I'm carrying too many burdens and so hopefully this coffee chat coffee break will just give you a little sunshine and let you know hey it's all okay God is with us and we're all in this together well let's just get right started we have a wonderful wonderful time ahead of us I brought on a friend, Tasha McDonald Scott with us. I'll tell you more about her, but we're going to be talking about so many interesting and important things like how do we stop being like people pleasers and because a lot of stress comes from hiding, right? Hiding who we are, hiding what we're going through and we're just carrying around so much on our own shoulders. And so today with Tasha, I have this really great conversation where we talk about what's hard and also what's helpful in being able to confide in God. What is it that holds us back and how can we just really open our hearts and confide in God and also with each other? So that's the other thing, right? Is that if we've been hurt in relationships with friendships, it's like, we maybe figure it's safer and easier to do life by ourselves and not take any risks and then that way we won't get hurt. So we'll talk about that. C.S. Lewis says, to love at all is to be vulnerable. 
being loved and letting God love us is vulnerable. Well, how do we create that vulnerability? How do we create space for that? Well, this week's challenge, soul care challenge, is to take a 10-minute walk, a 10-minute prayer walk, where during those 10 minutes, you just talk to God and you don't have to plan for it. I don't know if you found, but you know, sometimes when you go for a walk with someone, it's a very natural conversation is just going to start flowing. And if you don't want to talk, you don't have to talk. You just go for a walk because God is going to be speaking to you by touching your heart with beauty that you see and just refreshing your soul. So prayer is not just us having to have the burden of talking. God says, let me refresh you. Just rest. Just walk and see all the beautiful things and let me just refresh you. Well, it's true because research shows, this week's Soul Care Challenge tells us that research shows that taking just 10 minutes of walking will refresh you. It'll boost your mood and help with anxiety and depression and schoolwork or your job and just everyday life. So praying doesn't just happen right when we sit at our desk or have our Bibles open. We can just put on our shoes and walk out the door. So for me, I am not a morning person. I'll just put it right out there. I am a night owl. So I like to use my energy in the morning to get the kids with their breakfast, get them ready to go to school and to drop them off. After that, that's my time. My time with God comes after all that energy requirement type of activities. And then I go for a walk. I can just jump in my car, drive over to where there's a nearby trail, and that's what I do. Now for you, it might be just taking a walk in your neighborhood or a park nearby, or if you're working, just around the area where you work. Research shows just 10 minutes makes a difference. So take a walk outside and let God touch you. As you take a walk outside, I'd love to see what beauty you see. You can tag me at the Bonnie Gray when you share a photo and use the hashtag Soul Care Challenge. It puts some sunshine into your feed so your friends, as they see it, they get inspired to take a walk and get some soul care into their week as well. So here we are. Let's get started. Our guest today is Tasha, and I met Tasha when she was um, reading Spiritual White Space. That's my first book, Finding Spiritual White Space, and it really just spoke to her at a really special time in her life as she was just going through her own journey of looking at all the pieces in her life and asking God, God, just continue to show me who I am in you. And the second thing that was interesting, I met Tasha when she was doing a set of videos, videos for whispers of rest. She was sharing with her Facebook friends what her aha moments were as she was reading whispers of rest. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, who is Tasha? (laughs) And you're going to love, you're going to love the conversation I have with Tasha because she's super vulnerable about her journey and we're going to be able to be so inspired by real conversation. You'll be able to visit Tasha at, um, on Facebook. She's Tasha Scott, or she's has a website, which is Tasha M Scott. Now, before you head over there, though, let's just meet Tasha and hear hear some wonderful conversation together and have some coffee, okay? So here we go. So Tasha, one of the things that I love about you is that you're very, very honest. You're very vulnerable. And 
that's the kind of best kind of conversation that we all want. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. I agree. We need it. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you think has shaped that kind of freedom in you? Like you could just be honest and vulnerable. And, and honest, has it hasn't been think... hard and it hasn't been hard. In the beginning, yes, Bonnie, because I would say I was one of those people that spent so much time trying to focus on how I looked to other people. Mm -hmm. um, I was a people pleaser, just constantly worried about people's opinions, whether I fit in or not. And I spent a large majority of my life just overly concerned and worried. And I think it was when I got to the age of 40, something just clicked on me that, why, you know, why are you letting people's opinions dictate your life yes. to the point where I felt like I was having an identity crisis because I, I put so much value and weight in what other people thought. Yes. I didn't even know what I thought anymore. Yes. You know? So to answer that question, it was hard in the beginning, but then when I got a taste of what freedom really looked like, which was not an overnight process, let me just say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it never is, huh? I got a, The things no, that are important when never I, is overnight. No, but when I got a taste of it, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. Like this, this is so much better. Well, you know, when and, you said you went through an identity crisis, mm -hmm. I feel like that might have been like the turning point. You said something happened at 40. It was a big aha. But a lot of times we're yeah. kind of waiting like, oh, so many people just have so much confidence and like, oh, when is it my turn? And we keep like hoping we'll hit this, right. this aha. But a lot of times those aha comes in a place of crisis or need. Now, is that true? Mm -hmm. Because you, you mentioned the word identity crisis. So could you share a little bit about what was it that happened made you realize, you know what, I, this is not yeah. working. I'm really suffering here because I'm hiding all the time. I, I don't right. even know who I am anymore and I don't even know mm -hmm. what I think. Yeah, um, that's exactly what happened, Bonnie. I got to a place where I put my identity in so many different things, my business, my marriage, friendships, even being a Christian, you know, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like it was more religion than relationship. Um, everything, my financial status, everything. I put my identity in so many different things. But what happened is the rug was snatched from underneath me in all of those areas. Wow. And it was one at a, one at a time um, and not in the, any particular order, but it was the marriage. It was at, it was being a workaholic thinking that, oh, if I just have this in business and um, like have a six figure business that I'm successful, I've made it. I went yeah. from that to filing bankruptcy. It was uh, um, thinking wow. that, well, you know, if I have, you know, if I'm this, you know, these people are in my circle. It went from when I went through the marriage crisis, the bankruptcy where are they? <laughs> you yeah. know, like all these people that I thought were in my support circle or why are they judging me now? Yes. Because I'm, I don't have this or I'm struggling with that. Yes. It was so many different things that I feel like I couldn't hide anymore. Yes. And I always like to say that it was, I was exposed to me and that was hurtful. It was painful. I felt alone. I felt vulnerable. I felt like, 
what in the world is going on? Like, what am I really doing here? Yes. And it wasn't until just me reaching out for help. And I'm an, I'm an avid reader, so I love to read. I just happened upon Amazon one day, just really trying to find something to help me. And I ran across a book. And the book, it just so happened to be called Emotionally Destructive Relationship. But I would at first I thought it was going to help me with my marriage yeah. relationship. But what I found out that it was every relationship, including with myself and with God. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like was the first time that I realized I didn't know what healthy looked like. Yes. And when I didn't know what it looked like, it was like there was this hole on the inside of me. Well, how do I find it? Like, and and this person who wrote this book ended up becoming such a divine intervention for me. She, mm. I, I reached out to her website, and she ended up becoming my coach, and my life coach. Yes. And she asked me a she asked me a series of questions. One of them was, "How are you and God?" And I said out of my mouth, "I'm not talking to him." Wow. And she asked me about the marriage. Well, that's not working, you know, and it's his fault, (laughs) you know, Uh everything was everybody else's fault. And the questions that she asked me really kind of held a mirror up to me. And she asked me, well, who is Tasha and what does Tasha want? You know, and it really forced me to get honest. Yes. And we're talking about confiding I had to get honest first yes. about where I was and I had to remove all of the excuses and blame. Yes. And, but you know, she, part the, of the, part of the removing the blame and the excuses, I also don't see it as a negative thing. I see it as a beautiful thing where even yeah. voicing the complaints, voicing what we might call excuses, mm-hmm. Um, right. A lot of times we think, well, I'm not ready to talk to God because I'm not right mm-hmm. inside. And we kind of yeah. hold ourselves off and then mm-hmm. wait till I'm feeling better. Wait till I have a right attitude. You know, mm-hmm. we think we need to align ourselves. But God's just saying, I'm with you. I care yes. about you. I am hurting for you. Yes. And so part of confiding is also just being real, being honest. Like, I'm not That's happy it. about this. Right. That's and right. Yes. Sounds like your life coach yes. voiced that those questions, giving you permission. Yes. To ask yourself what yes. did I really and think. When she asked those questions, mm-hmm. I had never voiced them before. Yes. Like you just said. Yes. I never voiced them. So voicing them meant a whole different thing than just sitting back thinking on them and worrying about them. Yes. So voicing them was exposure. And I love what you just said. It was exposure in a good way because her asking me the question about God forced me to realize that I also had a crisis of faith, Mm. you know? Yes. And she challenged me and she said, why don't you start journaling? You know, mm-hmm. and she showed me the power of journaling our, our our prayers, which is nothing but talking to God. Yes. And and I did. And also when I did start back talking to God, Bonnie, it was it wasn't a forced or a fake thing. Yes. It was a raw conversation. I was emotional. I was by myself. I literally had my fist in the air 
crying, yelling at God, (laughs) you know, and that was probably one of the most honest conversations I had in my life. And after that, I felt a peace. I didn't feel like bad about it. I felt a peace. And what I sensed was God never left me. Yes. Yes. Let me read this from Psalm 139. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Mm. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your right Mm -hmm. hand will hold me. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we even make our own bed in the depths, you know, and it may be depending on yeah. how we grew up or the messages we received. Like, look, you made your bed, you sleep in it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you want to isolate yourself? Okay, go ahead. I leave you alone. Mm-hmm. But Jesus yeah. saying, you know what? Even if you make your bed in the depths, even if you are on the far side of the sea, I am there with you and my right hand yes. will hold you up. But you can't know that. You can't know that until you can give voice, like what you just said, right? Until you give voice. That's right. This is this is where I'm at. It's the most beautiful phrase, the most beautiful prayer that we can just give to God because it means we're confiding in Him. Is this speaking to your heart? Are you in a moment where you just need to confide? Well. Peace is going to come when we share those hard places. We don't have to avoid the depths. We don't have to avoid when we're feeling on the far side of the sea. And in fact, sometimes we just pray for peace to come, but yet we don't want to be honest about where we're at. Well, peace comes when we can be honest because then God can be with us. And it's his presence that gives us peace. Now let's listen to Tasha as she continues to voice what it is it felt like to her when she confided in God? I believe what happened was because I wasn't voicing it and I didn't even know that I needed to, but in the silence, the silence was tormenting Mm. because I was left to my own thoughts. Yes. But when I had a trusted advisor, in this case, it just so happened to be a Christian life coach. Yes. She, I feel like to this day, she was like an angel for me, you know, because that was the intervention that I needed was for somebody to ask me the right kind of questions, not tell me what to do, but expose the light, you know, and and helping me to understand you do have a voice. You can talk. God's not expecting perfection. He just wants you to let go and have, let him have control. Yes. I love this because this is where I want to turn to our listeners and I want to invite everyone that's listening. Um, How are you feeling right now as you're hearing Tasha and I talk? What have you been quiet about? What Mm. have, you know, how have you been holding yourself at bay? This is a great segue to talk about um, what are some of the ways that can help us. And in, in, in your case, it took a person. And it isn't by coincidence that when Jesus came, he had to come in the flesh. You know, he could have just yeah. like sent down another set of tablets, I guess, from Mount Sinai. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm coming. I, my voice, I'm coming. So we need to be that for each other. So talking about confiding, let's now switch gears and talk about confiding and what 
what's hard, but also what's good, but let's start with the hard. We always want to start with the hard about okay. confiding in friends. So you talked about how, you know, when the rule got pulled out from under you and you felt vulnerable mm-hmm. and alone, suddenly, you know, once you weren't kind of playing a certain role or people pleasing, um, and right. we all relate to it. It's not that we're fake, but mm-hmm. you know, we're just trying to connect with people. So we figure, okay, you know, I know what this person likes to talk about or what their expectations, I'm going to fulfill it. So tell me about what your journey has been to trust people again. Sure. I think the process was after getting to a place where I knew I wasn't abandoned by God, that he really did love me. He really did um, accept me. I had to receive forgiveness for myself. And I also had to extend forgiveness to others so that I wouldn't be imprisoned anymore by the past. What that looked like with confiding in people was I also had to know that as I'm walking out my healing, as I'm sharing things that I cannot be afraid of whether I'm misunderstood. I cannot be afraid of whether somebody's going to judge me. I still have to use wisdom, though, because everybody can't handle my truth, per se. Yes. But um, when I share now, especially how I share, it's from a place of healing. It's not me throwing up on people. It's not to make myself look good. You know what I'm saying? It is always for the purpose of because the word says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so knowing that as I share, I'm sharing for the purpose of healing to help somebody else overcome. I cannot I cannot let my mind go there as far as, oh, they're going to judge me or they're going to misunderstand me. I just have to use wisdom in who I share to and how I share. I think one of the ways I know if somebody is safe is if mm-hmm. if I share a little part of my story, they don't come mm-hmm. back to me with advice. <laughs> yes, that's good. Right? If that's they come, really good. If mm-hmm. they come back with a little story about how they feel or how they <laughs> experienced it, then I know, okay, this person is a safe person because mm-hmm. we're walking alongside each other and we're sharing our stories. Right. right. At least that's one indication for me to know. Okay. Oh, absolutely. This person absolutely. has can give me space because mm-hmm. she's sharing her story and we are giving each other space to to share, be heard, and to journey together. There you go. And I also know this is a um, test for me. If I know somebody is constantly gossiping about other people, I do not confide in that person because I know that there's at any point in time, I could be the subject of their gossip. Yes, (laughs) that's right. That's right. So friend, what's been your journey to trust people again? And what has helped you to know if someone is a safe person to confide in? You know, sometimes when we get hurt, we will tend to feel isolated and we just don't want to trust anymore. But we can just say, you know what, that was hurtful, but I can learn from that experience and I don't have to stay alone forever. So I hope that puts some hope in your heart. And let's listen now as to what is a soul care practice that can help us become more vulnerable and to confide One other uh, soul care practice that I wanted to um, have us 
try for all the listeners is a 10 minute walk. And it's interesting. Mm. At first you'd be like, oh, 10 minute walk. How's that going to help to get me to confide? But um, research shows that a lot of times when we're um, wrapped up in our thoughts, you know, I loved how you Mm -hmm. put it that when we're the silence is tormenting us because we're trapped in our thoughts so taking a walk research shows it will break us out of the thinking mode and nature refreshes us and boosts our mood and it does help with anxiety depression and so we can take a walk outside and that walk itself do you ever get any aha moments tasha when you just take a walk outside that you're you don't have to sit in front of the bible but God's word comes to you as you take a walk in your outside. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you touched on this because I didn't realize back then that I was in depression and because I was wanting to be just dark by myself alone. But it was that practice right there, Bonnie, of just getting outside and going for a walk. I felt like I could breathe, but also had just I felt a connection to God And I started having ideas, visions of a different me that was not the stuck me, not the tormented me, but I really feel like God himself was showing me a new vision of me, but it was in my walks outside that I would see this. Okay. So this is why we're kindred spirits, because when I was going through my anxiety and panic attacks, I was like, oh man, I can't do anything it seemed like the only thing I could do in one day was to get Mm -hmm. myself to go for a walk. Like that was my to-do list Mm. because, you know, when you're stuck in anxiety and depression, it's like, wow, what can I do? And I felt like, oh, so like unproductive. But it turned out that that is Mm -hmm. like the most important thing. And it was like you say, as I took my walk, suddenly I saw the trees and the leaves and I saw everything God makes in nature. It always Mm -hmm. comes alive. Yes. It yes. always is moving and changing. And it suddenly started speaking to my heart like, Bonnie, you are no less. You are just growing. Right. You're just changing. Sounds yes. like that happened to you too. It, it really did. And it blew me away because that did not happen until I started taking walks. Oh, I know. It sounds so simple, but it's changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, I wish you lived here. Um, Tasha is in Alabama, and yes. I'm here in California. I'm like, oh, I just want to go on a walk with you. I know, right? <laughs> and that has started another thing that I never did before. You know, I used to always meet with people over coffee for mm-hmm. quote-unquote ministry, working, you know? Right. like. But right. now I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk, you know, like... You know, yes. after coffee, we'll just say, let's just go for a walk. And it's just so much co- more connection. It really is. And you share. Like, you don't have to plan it. You, have to, you don't have to yeah. plan it. And you start confiding mm-hmm. and sharing. That's right. That's right. And it's a, a healthy, I, I always, I have this phrase I use, connected women win. It's a connection. It's a connection with God, connection with yourself, connection with your purpose and connection with others. Ugh, oh my God. You're so good. We should record this. Oh, wait a minute. We're recording it. <laughs> ah, <genius. laughs> yes. So what's amazing is listeners listen to both of us. Both of us have walked through seasons of depression, of anxiety and panic attacks. And that's just part of the journey. It's, it doesn't define us. It was just something right. we walked through. 
So whatever you're going through, what hardship, it's anxiety is not you. Depression is not. It's just what you're walking through. And now Tasha is a life coach. So the life coach that gave her words of life that help give her voice. Now she is passing that on. And so these podcasts are a way of passing on the life, passing on um, the helping each other give voice, have coffee with each other, walk with each other help give voice to each other and amazing things are going to happen. That's it, Bonnie. I can't tell you how many times when I started just talking and opening my mouth and sharing the real Tasha, not the pretend or the put together Tasha, how many women came to me and said, oh my gosh, that's been my struggle or me too, or, or I've been going through this too. Thank you for opening your mouth and saying something. I can't tell you how many women. And now it's 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 a faith booster for me because it's like, wow, I got to keep talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just sharing. That's healing. People mm-hmm. and conversation is what is healing for us. And it distresses yes. us. Okay, well, thank you yes. so much, Tasha, for taking this time out. Um, and just, it's Thank just you. been so fun to talk about things that are really important that really matter. Yes. I absolutely adore you, Bonnie. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wasn't that an amazing conversation? Isn't it so startling how when we share our aha moments, it just inspires us. It just relaxes us and lets us know that even as we're journeying through whatever we're going through, it's okay because God is with us and we are with each other. Now, as you were listening, you might be wondering, would I be able to also benefit from having somebody come alongside me? Well, there are pastors, there are mentors, there's kindred spirits in our own community that we can talk with and trust and confide in. For some of us, we may feel like we're stuck in a hard place, and you may be thinking maybe would a life coach be somebody to help me out? Well, um, feel free to head on over to TashaMScott.com. You can see what Tasha's doing with life coaching, and it might begin you on a new journey to find a life coach. Another thing is that I have been getting emails from some women in our community as you've been listening to the podcasts that would like me to mentor them. So I'm a soul care mentor. I love mentoring women and coaching them to find rest and become more intimate with God. So if that's something you're interested interested in, go to thebonniegray.com and drop me an email by clicking on contact Bonnie and just let me know. So I'm following the Holy Spirit and see who it is would be interested in mentoring. I can tell you more about it. Finally, pick up a copy of Whispers of Rest and it's a wonderful way to journey and it's a wonderful support for the ministry that I do as an author and it's music to my ears. So if that is, pick up a copy. I know you'll enjoy it. And remember that you're worth it and you're cherished. Just rest. Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye. You put me in my bed and you took me in. God of comfort, God of peace. Bring me through the desert of my own desire.
took up your cross and you paid the price and someday i will be with you in